What's up, guys? Welcome to the Daily Drives Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cremines. You know me. If you don't know me, check me out on social media. I'm all over the place. All of the socials just hook up with me. It's pretty fun. Anyway, so the reason that uh, I wanted to touch with you guys today here is I've got a really cool topic I want to talk about. You know, kind of uh, in spirit of Pride Month. Happy Pride for those of you celebrating. Uh, For those of you who want a... uh, straight pride parade, you know, well, more power to you guys. Go ahead and go for it. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Kind of strange in my opinion, but whatever. Um, I see a lot of stuff going on with social media right now when it comes to this straight pride thing, which whatever. I mean, if you're proud to be straight, I'm straight. I'm proud to be straight. I don't care. It's fine. Like whatever. No big deal. If that's what you want to do, great. Have a fucking parade. I don't care. I'm probably not going to be joining it because I don't think that it makes a lot of sense, uh, but again, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I'm not judging you. <laughs> Have a straight parade. Go for it. Um, make sure you only go down one street, and it's got to be a one-way street. Anyway, so uh, in spirit of Pride Month, I thought that I would talk to you guys about my own personal evolution when it comes to um, when it comes to like the LGBT community and, and my uh, my overall insight and and my opinion and things like that, because um, today you would definitely say that I am somebody who would fight for the rights of the folks in the LGBTQ community. However, uh, for those of you who have known me since you know my grade school, middle school, or high school years, you know that that wasn't always the case. I was not always somebody who would defend the LGBT community. And I think it's important to talk about this, um, about my own personal like evolution uh, with my my views on uh, homosexuality and the the LGBTQ community. I think it's important to talk about this because it's my own personal experience and I think it can help to shed some light uh, for those of you who are supporters of the LGBT community already. And even for those of you who are not, um, maybe this will help you to understand why I am and why maybe you should be as well. I think it's important uh, for you to to understand that it took me a while to get to uh, the place that I am now when it comes to the supporting of the, uh, you know, my fellow mankind, the the LGBTQ community. Uh, Because again, I didn't always... Uh, you know, I didn't always have the views that I have now uh, and the views that I have now. So I, I should start out with, you know, what I believe today. Okay. So, you know, what I believe today is that everybody deserves the right to love whomever the hell they want. That's how I feel about it today. So if you are um, somebody who is gay and you're listening to this, obviously you're in support of my opinion. If you're somebody who's straight and listening to this, you may have also be very uh, supportive of my my support for the LGBTQ community. However, um, if you're somebody who does not support the LGBTQ community, then you're going to find this to be, um, you know, uh, maybe disheartening in your opinion. But I think it's important. So I'm going to talk about it and we're going to start with uh, my my own personal experience with my family uh, coming out uh, as teenagers in high school. So let's talk about that because that's really the start of the whole thing for me. All right, so let's start out with a little bit of background on myself so you really understand where I'm coming from here. Uh, so I grew up in a tiny little rural town called Coolville. Not Coolsville like you would... Uh, 
here on Scooby-Doo, but Coolville, Coolville, Ohio, southeastern, uh, southeastern Ohio, really far east by the river, uh, the Ohio River and whatnot. So, uh, grew up on a farm, <clears throat> tons of acreage there of uh, you know dairy cows and things like that. So, literally, I, I mean, when you think of the typical like redneck upbringing, that that's really what I had. You know, when it comes to um, how I was raised on a farm out in the middle of the woods. In fact, uh, my dad used to call our address 40th and Plum, 40 miles from nowhere and Plum back in the sticks. That was our address. That's where we lived. <laughs> so Google that. Anyway, so um, as a, you know, a farm person growing up, a, a farmer, someone living on a farm, you know, I did a lot of things like planting, um, you know, planting vegetables and things like that to baling hay to milking cows and all that kind of stuff, right? So uh, a very small town type of feel, very, uh, you know, close knit, um, I guess you could probably say right wing, probably religious community, that kind of thing, right? So uh, very conservative, that kind of thing. That's how I grew up, right? And um, it wasn't until I got to the, uh, about the sixth grade when we moved to what I considered at the time to be a huge city, uh, which was Athens, Ohio, <laughs> which really was actually the Plains. Um, but so when we moved, um, you know, I, I kind of really got my first experience of, of city life, if you will. But uh, up until that point, it was all, you know, I was a little country kid, right? That's how I was, I was brought up. Now, um, because of that, I had a lot of uncles, a lot of cousins and and, uh, you know, aunts and, and things like that that were around me all the time. And now these are older people, obviously. And they had their views when it comes to, uh, you know, Christianity and homosexuality. It was considered a sin. It was a bad thing. And, and that's really kind of, you know, the, the mentality. That's how the mentality was um, in that area at that time. And it's probably still very similar to that today. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not. But um, I'm sure that it has evolved a little bit as I have. But at the time... Um, you know, I was born in 1979. So in the 80s, you know, to be gay was just bad. It was a very bad thing, um, especially as a man to come out and say that you're that you're you're attracted to other men sexually was like you may as well put a nail in your coffin. You know what I mean? It was not a cool thing. It was not uh, uh, you know it was not hip. It was not um, cool. It wasn't a fad. It wasn't like there was if you came out in the 80s. You had a really good chance of getting the shit kicked out of you because people didn't like, they didn't believe in that kind of thing. They thought, you know, no, you're supposed to be, if you're a man, you're supposed to be with a woman, period. That's all there is to it. That's the way it goes, right? And that was, that's the way that we've believed. Now, keep this in mind for centuries, okay? Um, even though if you look back in history and you see, um, you know, when you look back at the uh, the the chivalry times, if you will, uh, with knights in shining armors and things like that, there was a lot of homosexuality back then, right? There was a lot of it, uh, but they don't talk. They didn't talk about that. Right? But that's not the point. So the point is that that in America we believed, you know, that homosexuality was a bad thing. It was uh, something that maybe you were born with or, you know, there was a big debate for a long time. Are you born this way or did you choose to be this way? And, you know, that was a, a big debate, right? Nowadays, it's like, who fucking cares? You're either born that way or you choose that way. It doesn't fucking matter, right? But back then it was like, okay, what's wrong with you? 
Why, why would you want to be gay? What's wrong with you? That was, that was how we looked at it. What's wrong with you? You know, why would this make sense? Why would you want to do this to yourself? Why would you want to put your family through this? That kind of thing, right? So let's fast forward a little bit, okay? We get to high school. Um, in high school, I was um, not super popular. I had a lot of friends, but uh, I wasn't like, you know, a high school quarterback or, you know, an all-star athlete or, or, or anything like that. Um, not even all-star in academics for that matter, which, you know, was my own fault. But um, so I, I wasn't like super popular, but I did have a lot of friends. Okay. And uh, a lot of people knew me and I knew a lot of people and, you know, there were some people I hung out with and some people I didn't care for. And, and I'm sure that that's the way it was for you in high school as well. Um, but it was in high school. Um, my older brother, Nathan, was was dating a girl and, you know, they... Uh, were very close, I don't know, six, eight months or something like that. Um, and, you know, he really didn't treat her very well the entire time that they were dating, right? They actually ended up moving in together for a very short time too, and, and it didn't work out. Um, and then the reason that it didn't work out is because Nathan really wasn't interested in women. You know, he tried to force himself to be interested in women, uh, but basically he realized that it's not, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter what I do here. I'm not as attracted to women as other men are definitely more attracted to men. You know, whether that was something that, um, came up by choice or something that came up because of some kind of crazy thing that happened, you know, to me at the time, um, it was kind of like, what the fuck, right? Um, and I'm sure that it was that way for a lot of other people as well, especially for his, you know, the, the girl that he was dating and living with. I mean, it, for her, it was, gosh, uh, her and I are still friends, by the way. Um, but anyway, so the point is that um, my brother Nathan, at about 16 years old, uh, decided that he was going to come out of the closet and let people know that he was gay. And um, at the time, keep in mind, I had been, you know, taught my entire life not to judge people and things like that. But at the same time, I'd also been taught my entire life uh, that homosexuality was not cool. It's a bad thing, right? All my friends would say, you know, uh, use words like faggot or, you know, <clears throat> dude, say that word today. I mean, Josh, you'll have everybody up in arms. But, you know, those kinds of derogatory statements and comments were made. Um, towards people all the time. If you wanted to piss somebody off, you know, one way to do that was to call them a faggot, right? And people did that a lot. You know, they, they use that term a lot. They use that word a lot. And, and um, it was definitely offensive and, and an easy way to piss somebody off, you know, whether they were straight or gay, didn't matter. You called somebody a faggot and they're pissed off at you, right? So, when my brother came out, I was a sophomore in high school, so I was 15, um, 15 years old, and everybody at school kind of knew about it, you know, and not only was I disappointed myself, because my brother's a very good looking, uh, you know, a very good looking guy and, and had a lot going for him, he's very smart, very intelligent, and has a lot going for him, you know, and uh, I, I just couldn't believe that he would do something like this to me. Now keep in mind, this was my thoughts and my feelings and, and the way that I looked at this back then, okay? Not today, but back then. I think it's important to point that out because it's, you know, 
just continue to listen. So back then I was like, listen, I don't understand why Nathan would do this to me. Why would he go to school and tell everybody that he's gay, you know, knowing that this is going to cause me problems, you know, and it did. It absolutely did cause me problems. I had people say things to me all the time, like, oh, your brother's gay. You guys butt fucking each other, you know, or, hey, why don't you go have sex with your brother? You know, shit like that. Like, like because someone who's gay would have sex with a sibling. I mean, that's fucking stupid. Gay or straight, I'm not having sex with any of my siblings, not even my half-siblings. If it was a step-sibling, still, no thanks, not interested. There's too many freaking people in the world. I don't need to, to limit myself to the people in my house. <laughs> stupid. But that's, what, that's the way people talk to me. That's how people acted. Um... You know, and, and it was very difficult to get away from. And every time that somebody would talk about my brother being gay, it would just literally make my stomach turn. Like I felt sick to my stomach that my brother would, would you know, want to kiss another man or, or want to, you know, have sex with another man. It just, it just, it broke my heart. It made me sick to my stomach, physically ill, right? To think that he would want to do this, right? That's the way that people felt. Now, keep in mind, People felt way stronger than me about it, the same way, like just as negative, but way stronger than I did even, and had been doing so for, you know, hundreds of years. So it's not just uh, me feeling this way all by myself. This is kind of how things were programmed as far as, as we, we were programmed to feel this way, right? We were made to believe that it's not cool, uh, that it's an abomination, that it's a sin, that it's, you know, whatever. So... I would always ask, like, I would always ask myself, you know, what is the, what is the big deal? What is it that's wrong with my brother? Why, why is he deciding to do this? There's obviously something wrong with him. He needs to go to counseling, right? And I would even tell him that, like, dude, it, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, I, I honestly thought that he was just doing this to try to sabotage me. You know, like this had anything to fucking do with me, right? But that's how I looked at it. I thought that, you know, there's got to be a reason for this. It couldn't just be the fact that he's not attracted to women. It couldn't just be that. It has to be something significant, something that, that, that happened in his life to make him this way, right? And, you know, getting teased about it at school was, was tough, um, but you know, the, the way that I looked at it, I think was probably worse than anything because I alienated my brother after that. You know, I, I wouldn't talk to him You know, I would, I would be like, I'm not talking to that flaming fucking faggot. And that's exactly what I would say, you know, at 16 years old. All right. So now again, please don't judge me. This is this was what I was made to believe. This was you know where my head was, and and the reason I think that that's important is because that's where a lot of people's heads are when it comes to this. When you see people who are combating the LGBTQ community, it's because they have this same thought process in their minds still. They have not evolved yet to the point that they're able to accept the fact that people do what they do. Consenting adults do whatever with consenting adults. It's not your fucking problem. You know, just like I talked about the abortion law, you know, it's not, it's not for you to worry about what someone decides to do with their family. It's the same thing. 
It's the exact same thing when it comes to homosexuality, um, whether you're uh, you know, a man or a woman, uh, whether you're trans or bi or, or whatever, it, it, it doesn't matter. The same thing applies. It's, it's none of my fucking business, you know? And I didn't realize that back then. So I was really upset with my brother and literally wrote him off, wouldn't talk to him at all. Um, we lost touch with each other for the next few years. Um, during that time, my younger brother, Josh also came out. And now we take a problem that I had with my older brother being gay. We've exacerbated that now with my younger brother also deciding, deciding, quote unquote, to be gay. So now I have two gay brothers. So now there's two reasons for people to fuck with me at school, right? Um, eventually what ended up happening was I would just skip class a lot because um, there were certain people that I didn't want to talk to or deal with. So I skipped a lot of classes, um, probably half of my classes my freshman year and sophomore year. Um, I probably went to uh, or skipped class more than I was in class. No joke. Got me into a lot of trouble. Um, I ended up on probation, you know, juvenile probation and stuff like that. I even ended up spending a few days uh, in juvenile detention in Chillicothe, Ohio, uh, because of, you know, cutting class, skipping school, not being there. And that's really what it boiled down to. And and um, eventually, um, my, my junior year in high school, I was fed up with uh, all of the things that I had to deal with when it comes to um, working a full-time job, basically, um, trying, to make, you know, trying to make good grades at school and still having to deal with the people at school who were fucking with me about my brothers and, and my personal sexuality. I mean, a lot of times people will be like, aren't you gay? Like, you know... <laughs> And that hurt my feelings because I'm like, no, I'm not gay. And I'm still not gay to this day, but it's not the point. The point is that they would say these things to me and it would hurt my feelings. It would make me feel angry. I would get pissed off at them, you know, and even, even possibly want to fight with them just because they, they made the accusation that I'm gay. You know, to me, that was a horrible thing to be and I didn't want anyone to think that I was, right? Um, so my junior year in high school, I ended up saying, fuck this place, um, and I dropped out. It's true. So then after dropping out of high school, um, about halfway through my junior year of high school, um, when people would ask me when I'd see him out and about and whatever, you know, about my brother, like, I don't talk to that faggot. You know what I mean? I, I would say stuff like that uh, about both of my brothers, you know. Um, so even after that, there were still a few people here and there that would run into me and, and still fuck with me about my brother's, uh, you know, sexual choices. So... Um, fast forward just a, a few months later after this, um, I, I ended up getting my own place and, you know, at 17 years old, not because I was kicked out of my house or anything like that, but just because that was the, the what I wanted to do. And basically I, I lived on my own <laughs> and, uh, was working a full-time job. I went and got my GED, uh, the same year. So technically I graduated early, if you will, um, so that I would have that you know, in case I wanted to get a decent job later on, which was not in my thought process at the time. My thought process at the time was partying, getting fucked up and having a good time. That's what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, anyway, so long story short, like basically, um, I ended up partying a lot, right? One day I get a call and I want to say it was from my dad who was telling me that my older brother uh, really missed me and wishes that I would reach out and talk to him, which eventually I did. 
Um, one night, I did a lot of this. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was 17 and, and drunk. I was probably 18 at this point. Pretty hammered um, on some Malibu rum. I think I drank two bottles of it. I was pretty drunk. I drank a lot at the time. Um, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot. <laughs> Daily, all day. Sometimes I would be at work drunk. Anyway, but that's not the point. The point is I got really hammered. My girlfriend at the time who was living with me um, decided that you know, I needed to talk to my brother. She was right. So we hopped in her car, she was dead sober, and we drove to his house about an hour away, 45 minutes, something like that, where he lived. And we just talked uh, for the first time in probably a good year and a half to two years. Um, prior to that, we hadn't discussed anything at all, no conversations whatsoever, but um, we talked for I don't know how long because, again, I was pretty fucking hammered, so I don't really remember exactly all the details and everything, but I can tell you this, that my brother, my brother basically, um, he kind of enlightened me. He kind of really changed my entire opinion on the whole thing, you know, even though I was still uncomfortable with it. The thing that I learned from my brother that night was that he doesn't need me to understand it. He doesn't need me to be a part of it. He just needs me to accept him for who he is and the choices that he decides to make, whether I like them or not. And drunk as hell on a bunch of Malibu rum, I cried like a baby. We both cried. We hugged. I told him I loved him and that I missed him. And you got to remember, I mean, as, as boys, dude, we grew up in a tiny little town and and we didn't ever go do stuff we had to we had to entertain each other so we were very close up until that point so it's important for you to understand that because for us to not be close for that year and a half two years whatever it was um, was really kind of heartbreaking you know when you look at the history of our relationship so when when my brother told me that all he wanted me to do was accept him then I realized that you know what this isn't about me this isn't about my feelings and about what happens to me and about the, the ramifications that I have to deal with. This is about my brother. This is about what is going to make him happy and what's going to you know, increase the quality of his life because, it's again, it's not mine. It's not my life. It's not my life to live. So um, I don't remember the car ride home <laughs> uh, other than the fact that we had to pull over so that I could uh, get rid of some of the alcohol in my stomach, if you know what I mean. And that's about it. And the next day I woke up with this, this clarity about me, this, this weight lifted off my shoulders because I finally reconciled with my brother. Uh, we reconciled our differences and, and we're able to communicate again, you know. And maybe we can go back to having a good relationship again. And that was important to me. I didn't realize how important until I got smashed and talked to him about it, but... But sometimes it's what it takes, right? There may or may not have been some pot involved. Again, I don't remember. We're talking a long time ago. So I think it's important for you to understand where I went, you know, where, what, what I had to go through to get to the realization that it's not about me, you know? And I really thought that it was. I really honestly did. And, and you have to remember that the people that oppose the LGBT community, uh, community today are feeling the same way that I was feeling back then. So 
eventually everybody's going to jump on board and everybody's going to evolve their, their thoughts, their beliefs, their feelings, their ideas. Um, you know, the old people are going to start dying off. The old Christian ways are going to start dying off with them. And people are going to start supporting um, everybody regardless of their sexual orientation or how they decide, you know, decide to live their lives or identify themselves by their gender or whatever, right? Um, and, and the reason why I think that it's important to bring this up is because I know that there's a lot of animosity between you know, the LGBTQ community and especially right, like really super right-wing religious groups and things like that, um, but also amongst the people that, that just completely oppose um, any kind of homosexuality and things like that because, again, they just think that it's wrong or that there's something wrong with these people or whatever, right? So I'm hoping that this sheds, this, this gives you a little bit of hope as to, uh, you know, the fact that eventually you're not going to be having to fight all of these battles like the the right to get married to whomever you want and things like that these battles are going to go away eventually and i think that the lgbtq community needs to continue to promote the love uh idea love is love and um and you know just continue to support each other one another and and you know these these haters will eventually go away we're always going to have some small group of people that don't like it or whatever but you know, we can't control the masses. We can't, we can't control how other people think um, or, or how they feel or what they do. So we just got to continue to support one another. Um, and, and again, I'm 100% straight. There's not a gay bone in my body, which is strange with so many, uh, you know, so many in my family who are gay. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it took me a long time to get to the point that, that I was able to accept my brother. And then after that, once I accepted my brother, I was able to accept other people as well. And then I started to make the connection like, you look, you know, it doesn't matter what's, who somebody wants to be with. You know, if I want to be with somebody, I, I want to go be with that person, regardless of whether they're male or female or whatever. So everybody should be allowed that same opportunity. And that's really kind of what, what, you know, the, the realization that I made um, as, as a young teenager, as a young adult. Um, and it was a tough thing to, to come to. But when I did, it finally opened up my eyes and I was able to embrace the LGBTQ community. And I still do today. And now I'm in 100% support um, of the Love is Love campaign. And I think that you should be too. Okay, now having said all of that, that's going to bring me to my final point, okay? <clears throat> and... And that, that point is folks that are coming out. So my brother um, in the mid-1990s made a very, very courageous decision to come out at his age uh, at the time at which he, he came out when it was, um, when it was so socially unacceptable in society, like the entire country for the most part was on the same page as far as like feeling and, and believing that if you're homosexual, especially a homosexual male, uh, then there must be something wrong with you, you know, and, and that was kind of like the ideology throughout the country. That wasn't just my thought process. Um, my dad also did not want to accept my brother. Um, and then when my younger brother, uh, you know, came out as well in the latter 90s, it, it was the same, the same thing. I mean, he, my dad, 
just didn't he didn't accept it. He was like, you know, you're just doing this to to kind of follow in your older brother's footsteps uh, or whatever. And that wasn't the case. But that was, you know, that's how we that's how we looked at it. And so for them to come out uh, as teenagers at a time when there was no LGBTQ community and there was no love is love campaign and there was no social media support, social media at all. um, And, you know, we didn't have the tools of support that we have now, that was a very, very bold thing to do, very courageous thing to do. So it wasn't like um, they were making this choice just to be different, you know? Um, it, it took a lot of fucking guts to walk around your high school and say that you were gay. I mean, nobody did that. Very, very few people uh, back in that, that day did that. And I know that we're only talking, <clears throat> excuse me, we're only talking about 30 years ago, guys. But, but seriously, think about this. In that 30-year time frame, you know, the country has gone from, um, you know, looking at homosexuality especially. I mean, for some reason, we're able to accept lesbians more than we are, even bisexuals, more than we are, especially when it comes to women, uh, more than we are men because for some reason, because we're men, we can't get past the physical aspect of a, uh, a physical relationship with another man from one man to another. I, for some reason, just cannot get past that physical aspect. So for some reason, I think for that reason, I think that it's more difficult um, for people to be okay with a homosexual male than it is a, a female. I guess we look at women as women love people for who they are anyway. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that might be the correlation. I'm not 100% on that. That's just my opinion. Um, but but either way, for somebody to come out and say that I'm, I'm gay um, was not something that, that you did, especially as a man. And it, it took so much courage uh, to do that. I can't imagine, you know, I know what I had to go through when it came to getting picked on because my brothers are gay. I can't imagine what they had to go through, you know, just coming out to begin with, how many friends they lost, how many relationships were destroyed, how many fights they had to get into, how often they had to defend themselves, um, you know, from verbal abuse or physical abuse. Um, I, I mean, in comparison to what I had to deal with, what I had to deal with was nothing. You know what I mean? So the reason I think that that's important for you to understand is because it's not that much different today. Even though we do have the LGBTQ community, we do have a um, you know a solid base of, of supporters of people who are coming out. You still have to remember, but that each individual person is coming from their own place. And what I mean by that is you may have a young 16 year old boy who um, knows that he feels on the inside like he's actually a woman and, and would rather live his life as a female than to be the male that he was born as, right? And, and even that, after accepting my brother, uh, my brothers for what they were, uh, even that was difficult for me to deal with, that people felt like they were a different gender than, than they were born as. So, like, that was still difficult for me, but I, I grew to accept it. I grew to understand that, again, it's not my choice. These aren't my choices. It's not my life to live. I want to be happy, so therefore, everybody else should be allowed to be happy, too. You know, unless you're, of course, infringing upon the rights of other people, then, you know, we got to find some concession. But again, we're not talking about infringing upon other people's rights here. We're talking about just the right to love who you want to love, right? Consenting adults 
loving, consenting adults. I mean, it's just, it's just the way that it is. So today you may have uh, a kid that, that say is, you know, in his teenage years, um, in high school, and there's still going to be a lot of kids that'll make fun of, of kids who are, uh, gay or bisexual, right. Or, you know, have a, uh, feel like they're a different gender or, or, you know, transgender or, um, you know, transsexual or any of those things. Like it, it even though you do have a lot of support, and if you're in the LGBT community, if you're if you're a supporter of the LGBTQ community, you're not seeing as much of the hate uh, as you would if you were just an individual person who is coming out of the closet, right, um, and declaring who you really are. Um, they still need our support, especially the younger generation. You know, they still need our support. The, the 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 folks that are trying to come out today might have parents who are you know, majorly against homosexuality or majorly against, you know, their kid, um, you know, being bisexual or, or gay, um, or lesbian or transgender or whatever. Right. So the purpose behind pride and pride month and the pride parades that, that take place all over the country in major cities, uh, is to support the people that want to come out and declare who they really are give them a voice, allow them to, to show them that there is a community of people who will love you regardless. And that's so important, guys. It's so important because there are people out there who are literally inside a box right now in where they live. They're imprisoned in their own home because they can't be who they want to be because of their fear of how they're going to be treated by not maybe only their peers, but also their family. You know, I have a cousin who just came out probably 10 years ago, okay? And, you know, again, that's 20 years after my brother came out. So there's been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of headway made in the community uh, for support. But still, 10 years ago, it was still, I had people in my family that were like, if you're gay, you're not my family. You know what I mean? So, and it's only 10 years later. And even though, again, we've grown a lot of support, there's still people out there who are feeling scared, who are who are unable to be themselves in their in their life because they're so worried about what could happen to them. They could get beat up, they could get verbally harassed or abused, uh, they could have threats. You know, there's so many things that are keeping these kids from being able to be who they are and adults alike. You know, it's probably more so kids than anything, and and my kids, I mean, probably teenagers uh, more than anything, but still. We have, to, we have to show our support for the people who uh, fear coming out. And that's what the pride parades are all about. That's what pride month is all about. You know, and I see your posts on social media. Why don't we have a straight parade, you know, a straight uh, pride month and things like that. And that's cool. If you want to do that, great, but you're losing sight of the real idea behind this whole thing. And that is to support the people who could think about this. Have you ever been beaten up because you're straight? Have you ever been made fun of because you're straight? Right. Have you ever had to, you know, uh, ever been able to not go to the military or not, you know, be married to the person that you love because you're straight? No, you haven't had to face these adversities because it's already socially acceptable in the world, right? We automatically accept people being straight. That's okay. <laughs> we accept it. So 
if you want to go have a straight parade, you know, a straight pride parade, or you want to argue that we should have a straight pride month, um, then go ahead. But again, you're losing sight of what this is really all about. And that's the support and love of each other, regardless of who you want to love, who you want to be with, who you want to spend your life with, who you want to spend your time with. You're a person just like me, who's 100% straight. You're no better. You're no worse. We're fucking, we're exactly the same, you know? And I don't deserve anything more or less than you do because of my sexual orientation. And I believe that should be the case no matter who you want to love. So for those of you out there bitching about the LGBTQ community getting together and celebrating and, you know, supporting each other, you guys need to find a life, (laughs) find a job, find something else to do, you know, because all you're doing is shoving more people to the pride parade. Which, by the way, we're fine with because we love you all. That's all I got for you today, guys. Share the love, spread the love, love each other. And until I talk to you again, be good to yourselves and be good to each other.